You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that answers the questions you asked. Man, these rhymes are getting worse and worse, aren't they? I am Faisal Merikan and with me are Karami Kamil. Hello guys, apa kabar? And Nicholas John. Hello, hello. If this podcast was a league table, Karam and Nick will be the top two teams and I'm in the relegation zone. Now, we are on match day five of the Premier League. Chelsea came out as 3-0 winners over Tottenham. Thiago Silva, Angolo Kante and Antonio Rudiger scored a goal each. Back-to-back 3-0 defeats for Spurs and they've only scored one goal in open play this season. I think like we mentioned in our last episode, Spurs were a little bit sort of understaffed in a way because they had a, a couple of injuries. But having said that, they also had uh, Son Heung-min back in the team again uh, alongside Harry Kane, but still not very effective. Uh, you mentioned earlier Thiago Silva, Kante and Rudiger were on the score sheet. I, I think it shows the the, the depth of attacking options available for Chelsea because uh, Lukaku has been dominant since he re-signed. But even when he's a bit off the mark, we're seeing that other players are more than capable of stepping up and, and providing the goals. And this is even before we talk about Timo Werner and, and, and Kai Havertz and all that. So you imagine how lethal Chelsea would be once uh, Werner and Havertz start scoring again. So it's looking very encouraging for Chelsea. It is. But for Spurs, uh, I don't think they were expecting much from this game. Like Nick said, they are facing a couple of injuries uh, with the Harry Kane saga. It's over. The saga is over. But there's this post-saga post feeling that everyone is feeling, I guess. Because Kane has not yet performed at his level best so far this season. Uh, maybe he is not happy there. He doesn't want to be there. Perhaps Nuno Espirito Santo is not the man for the job. I know it's still early in the season, but to be frank, they could have gotten a draw, I think, but not beating Chelsea uh, last night because, like Nick said, Chelsea is stacked with quality players. Okay, thank you, Frank. You said to be frank. (laughs) Chelsea, they had 20 shots throughout the match. 10 of them were on target. As for Liverpool, they beat Crystal Palace 3-0, 3-0, Sadio Mane scored his 100th Liverpool goal about a week after Salah scored his 100th Premier League goal. It was a pretty much routine win for them. It is. I think the match against Palace, I think Liverpool dominated the match totally. Uh, it, almost a one-way traffic, I guess. Uh, Salah, Mane, Henderson played well in that match, I think. He was really leading by example. It was a routine win. So Liverpool now, I think, along with Chelsea and Manchester United, they are yet to be beaten this season after five matches. Yeah, Liverpool are really starting to look like a team that that's finding, or I would say the, the, a team that's found their rhythm and, and deservedly one of the, the unbeaten teams in the league at the moment. But it's exciting. You know, we're, we're talking about Mane scoring uh, his 100th goal overall for, for Liverpool, right? Yeah. And then uh, Salah scoring his 100th league goal for the club. They are not lacking in firepower at all. And this is even, you know, we've, they've also got Bobby Firmino there. They've got Jota there as well. It's another case like Chelsea, I think. You know, they're just like stacked with firepower. Chelsea and Liverpool, uh, joint leaders. 
they have the same amount of points, goals scored, goals conceded, and goal difference. So I'm assuming Chelsea are on top only because of uh, alphabetical order. Uh, Manchester United emerged as 2-1 winners over West Ham. Cristiano Ronaldo scored again. I guess uh, it's only news if he doesn't score. Also, Jesse Lingard netted the winner. Not a bad result, right, after losing to Young Boys? A very good result. A a nice way to bounce back. And you mentioned uh, Jesse Lingard scored uh, the the winner. I think it's a good show of composure and maturity from him personally uh, to bounce back with a goal like that uh, having come under heavy criticism for his mistake that led to United losing to to young boys in the Champions League Uh, as for Ronaldo I guess you get what you pay for he's proving to be value for money he's now what he's got four goals I think in his last three matches uh, since returning to Old Trafford so yeah business as usual for Ronaldo but the manner of the win for United, I think that's the that's the thing that comes into criticism this week because most part of the game, United did not play well. They were lethargic, I think. There was no movement. Pogba, Bruno Fernandes has been, their, their form has dipped a little bit, I think. But thank God, Jesse Lingard scored. And don't forget that penalty save from David De Gea in injury time. That was a match-winning save. And I read somewhere that this is apparently his first penalty save in open play in five years. In I think it's since 20, 2014, maybe, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. accurate or correct the stat is, but if it's true, then it's just absolutely bonkers that he's not <laughs> saved a penalty in open play that long. Maybe he's not that good. I don't know. Maybe it was just his luck. <laughs> United are level on points with Chelsea and Liverpool, but are behind them on goal difference. Brighton are in fourth place after beating Leicester 2-1. As for the defending champions, Man City, where are they? I can't see them. Oh yeah, there there they are, there they are. Uh, They had a goalless draw against Southampton to lie in a fifth place in the table. Before the match, Pep Guardiola was complaining about empty seats in their Champions League game. Well, against Southampton, the crowd was there. They were lively, but the team wasn't. Uh, I think Southampton defended really well that game. And as we said before in this podcast, that City have only one out-and-out striker, which is Gabriel Jesus. So maybe, maybe that is probably taking a toll. Or this could be just a one-game thing that happened to City that they could not get the three points. Yeah, you you mentioned one game thing. Uh, it's still very early in the season, but results like this could come back to bite them in the butt later on because both Chelsea and Liverpool are looking like they're on fire this season. So City have to expect that it's going to be a tight title race. And to draw a match like this in the manner that they did as well, it's it's just not good for them. And I'm, I'm in no way implying that City are a club in crisis or anything like that. Far from it, but they, they can't afford to be dropping points like this at this point. But we need to remember, Nick, that last season, City made a crazy run, which was a 29-match unbeaten run, or was it a 29-match winning streak in all competition? I, I think from uh, November till March, that brought them the EPL title last season. True. But uh, you can't expect the same thing to happen again because, uh, (laughs) you know, presumably Chelsea, Liverpool and I'm guessing Man United will want to be, you know, in the mix as well, you know, pushing for the title. So you you can't expect City to get like a free run every season. You know, it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight this season. Is that code? (laughs) Dude, wasn't expecting that. (laughs) That was code. (laughs) 
Arsenal's campaign looks to be back on track, beating Burnley 1-0 for the second straight win. Did you hear that, guys? That was a massive sigh of relief from Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and from the Emirates crowd. <laughs> and from the Emirates crowd. That's true. And finally, things are starting to look like they're picking up uh, for, for Arsenal. Uh, welcome relief love for them. Uh, the match was itself decided by a, a stunning curling effort by Martin Odegaard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but while the, the goal itself was brilliant, I think there was an element of luck uh, at the Gunners coming away with all three points here. Uh, credit also to Burnley for putting up a strong fight. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, good performance or not, a win is a win. Uh, and and like you said, La Arteta is, is going to be one very relieved manager. And I think Arteta just bought more time for him because previously there were reports coming out that he was given just five games to turn Arsenal seasons around. So I think he did that in the last two games where they won 1-0. So I hope Arteta is given more time to manage Arsenal. Now, another notable result, Everton lost 3-0 to Aston Villa. Their first defeat under boss Rafa Benitez. Moving on to France, PSG beat Lyon 2-1. But Lionel Messi still hasn't broken his duck in the league. Guys, surely it's only a matter of time. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> well, surely. Uh, yeah, it, it, with, with Messi, you just kind of get the feeling that once he finds his, his groove, his rhythm, and he starts scoring, it'll be like opening the floodgates, you know, back like how it was in La Liga again. But, you know, it, you, you can also argue that at the same time, the French League is supposed to be easier, quote-unquote easier than La Liga, and he should be scoring like from his first game on. So... It really depends on, on how you look at it. But I think there's also the bigger question of the M&M attack, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. Uh, the match against Lyon was the second time, if I'm not mistaken, that this attacking trio was fielded. And on both occasions, they were not as effective as people had anticipated. I think Neymar scored against Lyon, but that was a penalty, so it doesn't really count. But for a trio that, is, that has been hailed as one of the most potent or lethal strike forces in European football. I think this M&M attack has yet to gel properly. On paper, it looks great. You know, you have like Neymar, Mbappe, Messi on the, on the same team at the same time. But I think uh, the reality is that it, it's not as easy as, as you would think to get all three to play well together at the same time. I hope Nick is right because I think a decade ago, Sir Alex Ferguson did say that uh, Messi could only thrive at Barca and not at other teams compared to Ronaldo. I hope that it's not true, but currently, after three matches for PSG, uh, Messi has not yet shown that he is his old self at Barca. I hope Nick is right again that the strikers just need to gel. But I'm leaning on to what Ferguson said. So, come on, Messi, prove us wrong. I, at least prove me wrong. Yeah, but when you think about it, right, um, no, unlike Ronaldo, he's played for United, Real, and Juve. Messi has been in uh, Barca for pretty much the whole of his life. So I think he will need a lot more time to get used to that new environment. I guess you could be right, but he has played with Neymar before. He has played with Di Maria. Uh, Icardi is on the team as well. So he has played with some of the players on the PSG team. Maybe maybe he's just not 
not has not gelled yet with Pochettino's tactic tacticals or or something like that. But like I said, I hope Nick is right that he can start scoring goals after this. But then you can also because you see when he was playing with Barcelona, that was a team that was set up to revolve around Messi. Like Messi was the focal point of of everything that happened in the team. And then suddenly now he comes to a team like PSG where there are other quote-unquote star players and he is not like the centre of attraction anymore. So maybe that is also factoring into to why he's struggling to find goals here. Yes, and this, I think this would start another another interesting debate about Messi and Ronaldo, whether who is the real goat, you know, because Ronaldo is thriving at United again. Uh, he thrived at Juventus. He thrived at Real Madrid. So Messi has tons to prove, I think. Now, as for Serie A, Inter Milan are at the top of the table after hammering Bologna 6-1. AC Milan, Napoli and Roma round up the top four. In Spain, Real Madrid topping La Liga with a 2-1 win over Valencia. Champions Atletico Madrid had a goalless draw. In MotoGP, Ducati's Francesco Bagnaia won the race in San Marino. Fabio Quattararo was second for Yamaha ahead of Enya Bastianini of Avintia. Karam, it's definitely been a rollercoaster season for MotoGP. It has, Faisal. Um... This is the most interesting part in MotoGP, I think, compared to F1 because they can be multiple GP winners in a season. Uh, we know that Fabio Quartararo has won, what, I think five or six races. Uh, Jack Miller has won a few, Jorge Martin, and now Peko Banyaya has won the last two Grand Prix. Uh, he waited three years for the first one last week, so now he picked up two in two. He did well in San Marino, fending off Fabio Quartararo's final lap effort to overtake him. It kind of opened up a bit the World Championship race because now Peko Banyanya is around 50 points behind Quartararo on the championship standings. But I think the spotlight last night at San Marino was on Enya Bastianini. He was a beast. He started from way back and he finished third in the podium, overtooking uh, world-class riders in the process. With four races left, it's anybody's guess. Quartararo is still the favourites to win this season, but uh, to me, it's still open. And credit to Bastianini as well, because it was his first podium ever. Exactly. Now in midweek, we've got the third round of the EFL Cup, or is it League Cup, or whatever sponsor's name they have or now. The Carabao Cup. <laughs> Manchester United will take on West Ham again. Similar result this time around? I hope so. <laughs> but but the, thing, the thing about the League Cup is that it's always hard to say because teams just don't take it as seriously as some of the other cup competitions. So don't be surprised if suddenly you go and see like half the, the, the starting 11 made up of academy players. And in which case, it'll be like really either way. I, I don't think it'll be as exciting as the, the EPL match between United and West Ham. Man City take on Wickham. Liverpool are up against Norwich. Chelsea face Villa. Wolves are up against Tottenham. And Arsenal host Wimbledon. With that, we have come to the end of yet another episode of the Potball Sportscast. As always, I am Faisal American. And I am Karami Kamil. And I am Nicholas John. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves both physically and mentally. Goodbye. Bye.